At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome in to Live Bet Sunday, the show presented by Bet MGM. I'm Dan Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach DTM. Jam packed show that we've got for you tonight. A lot to get to. We got the NBA All Star Game finally underway after a, I thought a fascinating draft. I'll get to that in a minute. The way they did it this year for the first time, and also some uh, an update on what Giannis Antetokounmpo did after the first basket he scored. Uh, we got a whole slate of All Star guests. Great job by producer Jason Kahn to get us a ton of peeps tonight. I'm looking forward to talking to my man Will Hill in the first hour. Uh, second hour, we got Justin Perry and James Alberino, a little NBA action. Uh, and in hour number three, uh, we got Anthony DeBundo, uh, which we'll have a lot of fun with talking some Champions League and college basketball. So jam-packed show, lots going on, lots to recap, lots to look forward to, and I really just want to start off here with the All-Star Weekend. And, and I you know, talked about this last night when I was in for Matt Eumanns on, uh, on bed prep uh, Sunday. And I got to tell you, I still love the All-Star Game. I still love the All-Star Weekend. But I mentioned that you know last night before I didn't get to watch the dunk contest. I was on the air. And, of course, I found out after and watched everything after Matt McClung and just kind of maybe, maybe finally making the dunk contest relevant again after like 20-plus years of it being just a shadow of what it used to be. But I used to live for every moment of All-Star Weekend. Eventually, they added that Rising Stars game on, on Friday night. I don't think they always had that, you know, back when I was a kid in the 80s and 90s. But they obviously, of course, had the three-point shootout and the dunk contest, the skills competition, and the All-Star game. And it, it's still something that gets me going. It's not necessarily a great bettable weekend. I do have some plays on MVP in the All-Star game tonight, which I'll give you in a minute as well. And you can play along at home. But to me, it really lost a lot of luster. And this weekend, maybe it's brought it back. And the, the, the showcase was always the dunk contest. It was always, what were we going to see? What transcendent dunk was going to happen? Dwight Howard with the Superman cape and Kenny Skywalker and Dee Brown with the hands over the face. You know, what were we going to see? Because we knew that Le- LeBron's and the Kobe's and, you know, you go back to Jordan and Dominique and Spud Webb in the 80s. After they did it for a few times, they stopped doing it. We weren't going to see the, the top-level superstars. because they And I get why we didn't, because they had nothing to gain. They had everything to lose. What if you have Kevin Durant in a dunk contest and he looks awful or LeBron does it and, and just is, is garbage? Obviously, it's not going to tarnish their legacy, but it's not going to do anything for them. So, plus injury, you know, risky injury as well. So I get all that. 
the dunk contest has just been so lame for pretty much the last 15 years or so. I mean, there was a couple. Zach Levine had a nice year, and there were some moments here and there. But for the most part, it was kind of lame. And the three-point shootouts, the three-point shootouts, you know, never great, never awful. It's just good and fun. You have some exciting battles sometimes. The skills competition, whatever. But the buildup and the excitement of the celebrities, and obviously it's in Utah, and they keep making reference of how – you keep saying how nice the people in Utah are, which they definitely are. But I think that they're kind of covering for the fact that there's not a lot of partying and drinking and doing other things in Utah. Obviously, for the people that are there with the NBA All-Star Game, there is. But a lot of the citizens of Utah, Mormon or, you know, otherwise don't do any kind of crazy partying. But it has looked like it was a pretty incredible weekend. And I loved what they did with changing the draft this year to obviously they've had the draft for like six years. And LeBron's team, this is the sixth year, LeBron's teams have won the previous five when he's been the captain of it. But I guess to kind of save face, if you will, and not let a player be drafted last, and I really don't think that they care. These are multimillionaires. They're the top 12 or 13 or 14 players, you know, in their conference drafted uh, into the, you know, selected in the all-star game. Either as reserves or starters by the voter, by, by selections, by the media and, and players and coaches. And, you know, I don't think they really care who's drafted last, but what they did is they decided they're going to do the draft right before the game, literally right before the game. They had... Well, they were still warming up. They had, uh, you know, Post Malone perform a couple songs. That was cool. But they had, you know, Team Giannis, Team LeBron, the two captains, select reserves first. Then the last players drafted were going to be the starters. And, you know, if you missed the draft, I'll just briefly run down the teams for you. LeBron went with Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brown, Paul George, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Julius Randle, Darren Fox, Jared Jackson Jr. I'm here in Michigan, Michigan State Spartan. I'm Wolverine, those, but still give them credit. It's been a very tough week for the MSU, that Michigan-Michigan State game. Unbelievable emotional, um, unbelievably emotional last night. And it was amazing what the Michigan, you know, faithful were able to do to honor those Spartans. So I know that there's a, you know, a heavy, uh, you know, weight emotionally on Jaron Jackson Jr. He's very excited in his first All-Star game. And then Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Luka, and Nikola Jokic, the Joker. That's Team LeBron. And the Team Jonas was actually pretty funny. He drafts Damian Lillard first, and then Drew Holiday, and then he drafted John Morant. And Ernie Johnson's like, I hate to break it to you, but John Morant's a starter. So, I, I mean, John, Giannis had this big notebook of, of who he was going to treat, you know, all those different possibilities of who to draft. And he didn't realize that John Morant was a starter. He had drafted third. So he drafted, uh, you know, SGA from the Thunder, then DeRozan, then Pascal Siakam. He called him his African brother. Bob Adebayo's had a great year. Uh, Sabonis, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, and Markinen. And those are the two teams. I just thought the way they did the draft was cool. I mean, they're all sitting on a stage. They're kind of explaining why. Giannis seemed to explain a little more why he was picking guys than LeBron. But LeBron explained out a couple guys why he liked him. Talked about Paul George and, uh, and beating some others. But those are, your, those are your teams. And, you know, they had a line out in this game. It was super weird. Like, all the sports books had lines out yesterday. Because LeBron is 5-0 and as the captain. So they favored Team LeBron by two and a half, three points. It was kind of fluctuating back and forth, minus about 130 or 40 on the money line and plus 115 or 120 the other way. And the total, 324, 324 and a half, 323 and a half. It was kind of all floating around there. I talked last night about how I liked the under. I just did see the way with the Elam ending now. And obviously defense is definitely never a premium in the All-Star game. I just thought that that was just too high. It's not going to keep going over and over and over and over the total as it rises up. So I, it was a very small lean for me, but I did like the under. Right now, uh, you've got 83 points towards the end of the first quarter, so I might not be on target. Maybe I'm on target for it. We'll see. We'll see what the uh, the live lines are at the end of the first quarter and at the end of halftime. Uh, but I, I thought I like the way they did it. I like the way that they you know tried to kind of shake things up and make it a little more exciting because you're drafting. You don't know whose team is going to be what. Obviously, Western Conference players, Eastern Conference players uh, could be on either, you know, LeBron or Giannis's team. Doesn't matter uh, that Le- LeBron was the captain for the West and Giannis was the captain for the East. And uh, you know, maybe the All Star Game has gotten more competitive. I mean, there were years where, let's say, you'd have 15 All Star Games, and maybe two or three of them would come down to the final few minutes because there was no defense. Teams would be up 20 or more sometimes. I remember there was one game with Jason Kidd. Uh, that came down to it. it was a really exciting game years ago. And there was a few of the last 15 years or so until they changed the format where now they have the Elam ending with the target score, whatever the team that's up at the end of the third quarter, it's that plus 24. That's your target score. There's no time in the fourth quarter. And remember the first year they did that, they honored it, uh, you know, with Kobe Bryant's number. 
Uh, and, and that was, I know it went right down to the wire in 2020. 2021, it wasn't as exciting. I know we had two that were, that were close and one that wasn't. I think there was one that was won by 20 points. Maybe that was two years ago. And then last year's was close. But I think we're going to see another close one tonight. The teams are really evenly split. Right now at the end of one, it's 46 all. Uh, Jason Tatum has 13 to lead the way for Team Giannis. And 11 points for Kyrie Irving, 9 for LeBron. And by the way, I mentioned, uh, you know, Giannis being the captain, there's some guys that are banged up. Giannis has had, you know, some injuries at times this year. He scored the first basket and then promptly fouled an opposing player and took himself out. And that might be the last we see Giannis on the combo. I mean, he is the, the captain for his own team, but he's not coaching them. So that was a selfless play by a, by a superstar. He's going to let the other guys go, and he um, – so far, has only had the, you know that one less than one minute of play when he scored that first basket and then pulled himself out of the game. Only players not to have played yet are Durant and SGA for Team Giannis and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, and Halliburton for Team LeBron. So that's where we're at. Actually, and Zion Williamson too, uh, who's listed on the roster, but obviously has been banged up. So we'll, we'll keep you abreast of what's going on as we uh, roll through the show here. But you know, just the main takeaway for me is that All Star Weekend. It's still always going to be special, but I it just it lost some of the luster with the All-Star Saturday night in recent years. The Doug contest kind of gets going way down, and I think that maybe with Matt McClung, who was just sensational, and first off, first G League player to ever play, you know, being part of the, the, the All-Star weekend of the Doug contest. He's played, he's played two NBA games. Two, this was a guy that was anywhere between like plus four or 440 or so, when the line opened, went all the way down as the favorite before it went off at plus 125. I didn't make a play on this because the dunk contest is such a absolute crapshoot most years. And I normally just at times would just go with whoever the biggest underdog was because there's really there's four guys, and if you have one guy that's like a really small favorite, and then the other guys, you know, one guy's four to one, one guy's three to one. Take the guy with the low, you know the biggest value because a lot of times it's that guy that wins it. It's happened a couple times in recent years. But I, I liked McClung from the second the line came out, but I just didn't want to – there's not a ton of value betting on the dunk contest. I wish I would have pulled the trigger because a lot of people that I respect that, you know, handicapped the NBA at a very high level, uh, they liked McClung as soon as they knew he was in it. Obviously, I knew that he was kind of a viral dunk star. I knew that he was someone that was going to be exciting in this contest, but I just wasn't going to pull the trigger on the dunk contest. Uh, I rarely pull the trigger on the three-point contest because there's so many things that can happen in that one. So, you know, maybe we'll talk with Justin Alvarino, or excuse me, James Alvarino later about, uh, you know, what his thoughts were on, on is it worth betting on the dunk contest? Was that a mistake by me uh, to not take the plus 400, the plus 300 as the line went down and down and down? All right, well, we're just getting started here on a big Sunday night. We'll take you to midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, as I mentioned. My man, Will Hill. Well, join us next. Got a little college basketball to get to, a little Major League Baseball win total, so an over and an under that he likes. So we got a lot of stuff to get to with Will. As I mentioned, hour two, Justin Perry and James Alberini. So lots getting going on here as we lift off on the live bet, you know, live betting on Sunday night. There's not a ton of games going on, but there's a ton of info to get to you. And I will get it for you all throughout the show. We're also going to touch on what happened with John Rahm. Uh, win number five in his last nine starts with the Genesis. This guy is, I mean, he's not Tiger Woods, no one ever will be. Boy, is he looking pretty freaking incredible. And a lot of college hoops on Sunday to get to as well. All right, just leading off here as we got it going on on Live Bet uh, Sunday. We'll talk with Will Hill coming up next. This is Visa, your sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. And welcome back in. Talk about MGM. If you're looking for the betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the Visa experts have you covered. Become a Visa Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Visa Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by the Visa show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, Visa betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome to Live Bet Sunday. Dan Leach here with you. Show is presented by BetMGM. And how about my man, Will Hill, two days in a row. The guy is the hardest working man in show business. I thought it was me. It's really you, my friend. Is this show business? Nobody told me this was show business. I I got to check the well, pay stubs to uh, to verify, but it's good you know to be on. There's no business like show business. Absolutely, yeah. It's good to be on. Uh, actually, a little busier of a college basketball day than we get on a Sunday. There was a bunch of games. Usually, it's it's uh it's slim pickings, but we actually had a, a you know a bunch of games, some decent games, and uh, boy, it's hard to believe we're three weeks away from selection Sunday. Man, it just uh creeps up on you fast. Yeah, well, it can't come soon enough unless i got to give you credit. You had you on last night. We talked about a couple games that were easy wins. Well, I guess maybe one of them wasn't super easy until late. But, uh, you know, Purdue, we were both on Purdue. I mean, you gave the, the, the playout, so I'm just going to say I followed you. Uh, 82-55 over the Buckeyes. And then NC State. I mean, we both thought that, you know, it was a fade against North Carolina. Uh, you made some great points about why NC State would be a good play, minus one and a half or two at home. And obviously it was close late. But like we both said, you know, the desperation didn't work out very well for North Carolina. That's why NC State being at home, as you mentioned last night, college basketball being at home, such a huge advantage. And NC State and the Wolfpack win it 77-69. to 69. So 2-0 with the plays you gave out last night. Maybe we're going to go 4-0 for you with a couple plays for tomorrow. I got a bonus pick for you. Now, the line's not up yet, but I'm going to fade North Carolina again. Now, you have to wait a few weeks for this one. But week game one of the NIT where North Carolina is going to be participating, I'm going to be fading them because they're not going to the tournament. That team, even though they were number one uh, in the preseason, they're going to be the first team in history to be AP number one and end up in the NIT. That team's going to the NIT. What have they deserve? What what have they shown to deserve their uh, a tournament team? Uh, nothing. They just they can't beat anybody. They can't score. They're bad on defense. That team's going to the NIT, and you know, really, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sort of half joking about betting against them, but I don't know how motivated they'd be once they got there. So I'll probably end up betting against them. You know, some mid major is going to go into North Carolina all fired up, and uh, you know, UNC is probably going to sleepwalk through that NIT game. But uh, barring some miraculous run in the ACC tournament or some complete bias by the committee. Uh, UNC is not going to the tournament. Yeah, hey, listen, a couple things. If I'm not mistaken, do they are, are they have very? Do they have no quad one wins? I know they have very few, if they have any. And I have to, I'd have to look like game by game through the tournament. But man, that's just that's not a tournament resume. They haven't beaten no. anybody. They struggled in pre, you know pre-conference. They've struggled in conference. They just I think it's five, either five out of six or six out of seven. Uh, I, I'm more of a game by game guy. I don't, you know, pay much attention to the bubble and who's in, who's out. But to me, just you know, eye test uh, and, and you know, studying them the past few weeks, that is not a tournament team. Nope. And they were, you know, Joe Lenardi, not that he's the only guy to those brackets, but I, I, I respect him. He's doing it forever. He had him as a, you know, first four out before they lost, and then they lost, and now they're even more further out. And uh, yeah, not looking good for North Carolina. But let's talk about a couple games, as you mentioned, not not the biggest slate. 
uh, on Monday in college shoots, but there are some interesting games. And I know that you got an opinion on Louisville and Duke. I know Duke, a massive favorite, 19 points right now uh, for a 7 p.m. game at Cameron Indoor, the total 137 and a half. Louisville is, I mean, it's, I feel, almost feel bad for them. I mean, I, I, Louisville's a team because, you know, Patino was there and, you know, whether they cheated or not, whatever. I'm not going to say that all the different issues they had there, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy they're losing. But 4-23, and 2-14 in the ACC, they are god-awful. What are your feelings on Duke and Louisville? Is there possibly a play with Louisville and the, a massive amount of points? Yeah, with, with Louisville, it's sort of depressing. I mean, Peyton Stevens not walking through that door. It was uh, less than a decade ago. They're winning the national championship, and right yep. now they're just struggling to do anything. They beat my guys. They beat the Wolverines. They shouldn't have. They did. They played well. Yeah, they did. That was a hell of a game, too. And Ugh, look, look they're, they're not very talented. This is a young team, but they've actually played well the past couple of weeks. And that number, th- these numbers are just so inflated. I think when you're so bad, it becomes so pu- it becomes really public how bad you are. And it, these lines sort of get inflated. And, you know, they, they played. Look, the, the last few games, they hung right in there with Virginia. They only lost by three. Uh, they beat Clemson by 10, which Clemson's a bubble team, too. That's a hell of a win. They hung in there against Miami. They they were in that game until the final minute. So you're gonna give me 19 points off, off a Duke, you know, team that's not a vintage Duke team. You know, they buried Syracuse, but uh, you know, getting basically three touchdowns here in a in a conference game this late in the season with a team with Louisville, where I think the talent is start to marinate. Look, they're they're not good. They're not even decent, but they're getting a little better. I don't know that they're the. Uh, the uh, you know just sort of the bottom feeder they've been the first part of the conference season so it's a lot of points with Louisville and I'll take them here. Yeah, well I think it's it's, it's a, an excellent point. I mean it's the opposite of kind of what you discussed last night about Ohio State. The Buckeyes are just got awful. They're getting their butts kicked by everybody. Louisville is playing better and there is value late in the conference year. There's still a conference tournament. Not that Louisville is going to go on any kind of run and be able to qualify for the tournament by winning the ACC tournament. Uh, but that being said, there's something to be said about late season, you know, trying to get good momentum into next year, and they are playing a lot better than they were. Still obviously not a good team. That's a lot of points, as you mentioned, against a not-vintage Duke team. But this is a great game that I'm excited to hear your thoughts on. You have the Jayhawks at TCU. We, I talked about TCU being one of my Final Four. Teams make the Final Four plays last night at 7-1. Look at Kansas. I mean, they might be the number one overall seed right now uh, if, if things really happen after they came back against Baylor and all, what they've done with quad one wins and just how good of a team they've you know really kind of come to be this part of the season. That, that comeback against Baylor, scoring 55 points in the second half uh, on Saturday or yesterday, uh, was incredible. Now they go to TCU, tough place to play. Uh, this is an interesting game. And TCU, a small favorite, minus one and a half, total 149 and a half. What are you thinking? I'm going to take TCU. You know, TCU went into Lawrence about a month ago. And Lawrence, as we know, is not a, an easy place to play. TCU didn't just win. They buried Kansas. And that gives you sort of an indication of how talented this TCU team is. Now, I mean, you could look at the past month results and say, well, they've, they've fallen off. Well, they've fallen off for good reasons. You know, Miles, their, their guard, their leading scorer has been out. Lampkin's been out. They're full strength right now. They buried Oklahoma State a couple of days ago, Saturday afternoon. Uh, I think with that building rocking, w- with Kansas coming in, probably a little fat and happy after after you know a big win uh, against Baylor, against Oklahoma State. Kansas has been playing great. I think TCU gets them again, man. To me, TCU is one of the eight or ten best teams in the country. Now, the record's not going to say that because of the injuries. It's not a blue blood. It's not Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. They're not a typical power. They haven't had a lot of success you know, historically as a basketball program. But to me, TCU is a really just a damn good, uh, a damn good basketball team, and at home, I think they get it done again. Yeah, well, I love them, uh, and I mentioned I mentioned a game out last night to make the final four seven to one. Damian Ball, huge game when they scored a hundred, as you mentioned against Oklahoma State, been playing better basketball. I really just like the way they're made up, and and that is a great spot for them after Kansas's big comeback win. They they get them at home in a big Big Twelve matchup. Well, we've got a they're couple of minutes to watch, left here. Too. They, yeah, they're fun oh, yeah, to they're watch. Super they fun run, to watch. Oh, they run. They're in transition. They're just they're almost like an NBA team. They just they they go and they, I think they, what, they ended up putting almost up up a hundred points yesterday against. Uh, they Oklahoma did. They State put up a hundred. Yeah, it was 100 to 75, something like that. I mean, that's not easy to do. They're a hell of a team. Yep, and I love Jamie Dixon, so it's going to be a lot of fun watching that game at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Will, got about a minute and a half left here, but it's never too early to talk baseball. You gave a couple uh, you know, win totals out last night. You got a couple for me today. This is the time. I know people might not want to see their money tied up, but it's a long baseball season. It's valuable to make your plays now before the lines start moving when spring training really gets going. There's some definitely value in making win total bets at this point in the year, I think. 
Plus, not only that, I know you don't want to tie your money up like you mentioned, but hey, you get action every day of the season. And, and you yep. know what? You have a, a team to follow, a team to root for, a team to root against. So, you know what? If nothing else, you got action every day of the week pretty much because baseball you know, takes place every day. So at least you got something to watch, something to root for every day uh, just to get into some of these plays. I like the Orioles over. I think they're in, a, in the high 70s here in terms of the win total. Uh, to me, they went from like 51, 52 wins to 83 wins. Not just a jump forward. That's a massive jump. And look, when you're really bad for six or seven years, you're going to get some good players. And the Orioles just loaded in the farm system. You're starting to see that talent uh, come to fruition here. They got some good young pitchers, good young position players. It's not an easy division, but I don't see any reason they can't replicate what they did last year. I think this is at least a 500 team. So I will go over on the Orioles. And Look, I, I kind of do this every year. I don't know. the. I, I just don't get the hype with the Angels. They're they're sitting there 82 and a half, 83 and a half wins. Okay, they got Trout. They got Otani. Otani, he's been healthy the past couple of years, but he's had plenty of injury concerns. Trout never plays 140, 150 games. Never. He's always hurt. It's a top-heavy team. And look, if they're 10 games out in May, June, July, like whatever it is, uh, Otani's not signed for next year, so it's not impossible. They deal Otani. You got a top-heavy team. You have a team with not a lot of pitching. That division's really good with the Astros, who are the class of the American League. Uh, Texas got a lot better. Seattle's on the way up. Uh, to me, if you're betting against Anaheim, uh, the Angels here, to be a 500 team, I think you're making a good bet. I like the under on the Angels. Will, great stuff as always, my friend. Can't wait to talk to you again. Appreciate the time, and good luck on everything tomorrow. All right, Leachy. Good to talk to you, man. Appreciate you having Great me. stuff as always from Will Hill. Please follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Good stuff from our man. We got some college basketball and golf to get to coming up next. Five Bet Sunday. Dan Leach here with you. This is Beat Sports Betting. Now, stay with us. Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and so much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Dan Leach here with you until midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Live Bet Sunday. Big thanks, as always, to Will Hill. Always gives great stuff and is a ton of fun to, to talk with. Uh, you can please uh, follow him on Twitter at not the two E's, Will Hill, not the Will Hill. Uh, don't forget, coming up, uh, hour number two, we'll talk with Justin Perry, as well as James Alberino, uh, the spread investor. So a lot of stuff to get to in hour number two. Update you on the All-Star game. And so far, my MVP picks... I mean, it's still super early, but they're not really doing much for me. I, I did take John Moran at 12 to 1, Joker, uh, Nikolai Jokic at uh, 18 to 1, and then I also took um, uh, Luka Doncic, who's never won an MVP, uh, at 8 to 1. Luka has four points. He's two of three. Joker has two points. He does have four assists, two steals, and three rebounds. So maybe if he gets something going in the second half, he could be that triple-double monster and, and uh, get me a nice little cash there. Uh, but so far, it's it's a real close game. And as I mentioned, you know, this format where they're drafting the reserves first right before the game starts, then the starters, maybe it's going to make for more competitive, uh, you know, all-star games just because of the fact that you don't know who's on your team until about 10 minutes for tip-off. And maybe that kind of makes it so, in, in one way, it's a little more unfamiliar territory with who's going to be playing with you. It's more street ball style. And that can keep things a little closer because if you know who's on your team, like they've done for years in the past, they can practice together. They know who, you know, the, the guys that are going to be kind of on the floor with the product for the most part. So maybe it makes it a little more comfortable. This is a little more kind of out there. And maybe that's going to make for some closer games because there's not going to be that comfortability. And so far, that's what we're seeing with 238 left in the second quarter. Team Giannis, 84. Team LeBron, 80. And as I mentioned, Giannis scored that first basket uh, early in the game. 
fouled a, a player, I'm forgetting who, the, who he fouled on Team LeBron, and took himself out of the game and has yet to get back into the game. So that's probably the most we're going to see from, from Giannis. I hope no one uh, bet MVP futures on Giannis for All-Star Game MVP because that ain't happening. Uh, so now it's 84-83. So it's a real tight game, and we'll keep monitoring this for you uh, as we go along on Live Bet Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Dan Leach DTM. The DTM does stand for Dan the Man. It's not because I'm like very, you know, vain or egotistical. It's just kind of been that way since Dan Marino was, uh, you know, patrolling the sidelines for the Dolphins. My mom put the cover of Sports Illustrated and said Dan the Man on the fridge when I was like eight years old. And it stuck since then. But I didn't invent the name myself, so I'm not that vain. Uh, I want to get into what happened in the Genesis invitation. I'm a big golf guy, and a lot of you out there are big golf bettors. You also see a lot of golf plays on my Twitter, so another good reason to follow me at Damage DTM. And I'll tell you this. You are looking at, I would say, the the closest. I mean, she- Scotty Scheffler over the last year plus, obviously, you know, went on that nice little run. You know, you've seen it happen at times with a couple other guys, but you haven't seen what John Rahm has done now with five wins in his last nine starts worldwide and the, the kind of quality wins he's had, you know, winning the DP World Tour Championship and, and, and winning the Genesis and, and what he's been able to do so far this year in, in both California and Hawaii. You're seeing like a modern day, not exactly, but close to Tiger Woods. And no one is going to ever touch Tiger Woods' consecutive made cut streak. I believe it was like 145 or something. His top 10 streak was insane. Obviously, 80, you know, what is it, 85 wins on the PGA Tour. And we'll get to some thoughts I have on Tiger and what we saw from him this weekend in his first basically regular tour event, non-major or like, you know, limited event uh, since 2020. I think it was a Zozo was his last start in just a regular tournament. And what John Rahm is doing, and this is the tough thing for me because I like finding value. I'm not going to take John Rahm at 5-1 to one or 6-1 to one or 7-1 to one very often, maybe in a major, and obviously his odds would be that low in a major uh, because you have such you know great competition, the best fields, uh, obviously aside from the players throughout the, the Players' Championship throughout the year. But I like finding value. I mean, I'd see Wu Kim in, you know, a few weeks back uh, at 50-1, to one, and I'd Morikawa when, you know, when he blew that seven-shot lead. Don't remind me, he was 20-1. to one. Uh, You know, he was like the – I still think he was like the third or fourth favorite – but John Robb is becoming a guy you just can't bet against. This guy is on fire. And today, what he was able to do after starting with a three-shot lead, and then within, it seemed like, five minutes, he's down one to Max Homa, and then he comes back and makes that insane birdie putt from, like, what was it, 40-something feet right you know, on the edge of the green. Anytime you throw something at John Rahm, if unless he's just having a bad day or a bad tournament, He's going to find a way back. And he has basically been in the top five or right there, you know, winning tournaments for his last nine starts for the most part. And he's won five of them. I mean, you're not seeing John. I remember he struggled on day one of the Amex and then came, you know, all the, or the next thing you know, he's, he's in contention again. It looked like he was going to have a rough tournament and he was fine. And obviously the farmer, you know, he won the Amex, obviously. And the farmers, uh, you know, didn't go his way, but he still was in the mix for much of it. And it's it's to the point now where I might have to consider a betting strategy that I, I I don't you know often do when it comes to golf betting, which I believe is along with horse racing the best value you can find in, in sports betting. I mean, football betting is my favorite and probably my most successful along with golf. But you can't find the you can't get a fifty to one underdog you know on an NFL Sunday. You can obviously take futures bets and do like crazy same game parlays, but you can't find that kind of value that you do with golf. Even sometimes. The day of the you know the final round or the day of the second you know the, the third round of a tournament, but maybe it's going to come down to when John Rahm is in these fields, especially these these was the fourteen designated events that the PGA Tour has now to kind of you know keep their uh, tally up with Live, with these people keep defecting to, and I still think it's ridiculous. I'm not going to bet Live probably ever because there's no value in betting on an exhibition. PGA Tour still has the best players and guys that really are trying to win these tournaments, not just be glorified exhibitions and cash checks. That's a discussion for another day. But maybe it's about the time where I have to start hedging with John Rahm. That I'll take my Shane Lowry at 25 to 1, or I'll take my, you know, Siwoo Kim at 40 to 1, and also hedge with a Rahm at 7 or 8 to 1 uh, before the tournament starts because he's getting off to such good starts. He's in contention pretty much the whole time. Yeah, he came from all the way back. I think at one point he was like 50 to 1 when he beat Colin Morikawa, but he still, he was, 
he wasn't like 15 strokes down. He was seven, and he kept burning and going crazy. So that that was a tournament Kyle Morikawa should have lost. I think we all know that if you follow golf. But seeing what, what Ron was able to do today, and you know, shooting a 69 when he did have his best stuff in that middle part of the round, you know, fighting off everything that Max Homa had to you know tell him or had to had to you know bring at him. Uh, it just he's unbelievable right now, and no, I don't think anyone will ever catch what Tiger Woods has done in his career. He's, in my opinion, with Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer, and obviously, you know, you put Bobby you know, Jones and some other old timers in a different era of golf without the equipment they have today in the discussion of the best ever. But it's Tiger and Jack, and you know, John Rahm might be number three down the road. It's like kind of how we thought better was going to end, you know, the goat in tennis. But now all of a sudden, Djokovic has maybe surpassed him. Nadal could surpass, you know, Federer when all is said and done because he keeps winning all these French Opens. John Rahm might end up being like the, the, you know, the third best, or in some people's opinion, the second best golfer ever if he keeps this going. He's still relatively pretty, you know, very young. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that literally, you know, from a very young age was contending in tournaments. He's just 28 years old, and he's got, you know, multiple majors, and he's got, you know, these five wins in his last nine starts, and I've just been blown away. He's a guy that I, I was targeting a lot going back maybe five, six years in the Masters and in U.S. Opens and Open Championships, and he, he wouldn't, he, you know, he wasn't winning those. He was coming close, but now he's a guy that really every time he tees it up, he is looking like he's going to be a top five contender every time. Now it won't, it won't go that way always. There's going to be times where John Rahm might, dare I say it, miss a cut. But it won't happen often, and I think the high majority of the time, he is going to be in contention. So whether that's maybe hedging with a top five, which wouldn't give you a ton of value, uh, obviously, you know, taking him to win outright is something I, I made a play on John Rahm a couple days ago because I had Justin Thomas and, and Matt Siyama, who didn't really do much for me. And I did make a play. I got lucky. It didn't really pay a ton because there were a lot of players tied at, uh, you know, 20. But I did take Ricky Fowler, who started the day minus one, and the, 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 he was like in 42nd place, whatever it was. And he, you know, he had chances. He missed a really, like, two-foot birdie putt uh, on the par three. I think it was 13 on the back nine or 14. And uh, he had a real chance uh, to get in, in the top 20 by, you know, without being in the dead heat rule. So I had to play on him today, but I definitely backed it up with John Rahm. And it's been amazing watching him just kind of run through these tournaments and never really be in that much trouble, even when it seems like he's in trouble. So I might have to change my betting strategy, but you got some great young players. Al Torres had a great round. He shot a six under, uh, you know, Max Holmes, the King of California. You got a lot of very exciting players in golf right now and a lot of great betting opportunities as well. All right, we'll get into some college basketball coming up next year as we continue on live bet Sunday. I'm Dan Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Leach DTM. This is Beeson. The Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide like here in Detroit, where I'm at. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan Leach here with you till midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Live Bet Sunday. As I mentioned, jam-packed show. we got Justin Perry and James Alberino coming up in hour number two. got the NBA All-Star Game going on. we get some college hoops here in a minute just to update you on the NBA All-Star Game taking place in Salt Lake City out there in Utah at the half. Team Giannis, 99. 99 problem. And points aren't won. Team LeBron, 92. And once again, if you're just joining us, uh, Giannis out of the compo, of course, the captain, the leading vote-getter. Uh, in the Eastern Conference. He took himself out of the game after scoring the first basket in the first minute, followed an opposing player, and then he's been on the bench ever since. Probably won't see Giannis again, so I, I hope that no one took Giannis for MVP. My three MVP plays, John Morant, Luka Doncic, Nikola uh, Jokic, are going to have to have huge second halves. I don't have any chance. Right now you've got Jason Tatum with 17 points in 15 minutes. He's been sizzling from the floor. He's 8 of 11. One of four from downtown does have four rebounds and four dimes and a steal. He's looking like an MVP right now if Team Giannis wins. Donovan Mitchell also looking pretty solid. He's six and nine for the field, two of five from downtown. He's got 16, uh, the second leading scorer for Giannis. And Pascal Siakam off the bench in 10 minutes has 12 points. For Team LeBron, the namesake, LeBron James, the all-time NBA points leader. He's got 13 points on six of 11 shooting. Just one of five from downtown, though. 15 points for Joel Embiid to go along with a couple rebounds and a couple dimes and a steal. 18 points for Kyrie Irving, LeBron James' former teammate, of course. He's played just 12 minutes. He's 8 of 9 from the field, 2 of 2 from downtown, 3 boards, 3 dimes, and he does have 2 turnovers, but right now he's looking MVP-like if Team LeBron ends up coming back uh, and winning this game. And obviously 7 points is absolutely nothing when it comes to uh, an NBA All-Star game. And don't forget, you have that Elam ending that's coming up at the, you know, the fourth quarter. So whatever, you know, the the score of the leading team is after the third quarter, the target score will be 24 points more than that. So that's how the whole Elam ending works. And it makes it a little more exciting. We've had two of the last three years since they've done this Elam ending, two really close games, one 20-point win. And we'll see what happens tonight in the NBA All-Star Game. I want to touch on some college hoops here. Two plays that I had today that that cashed easy. Well, one definitely cashed very easy. The other one uh, was a little, uh, I don't want to say disheartening, but a little, uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, uh, acid-inducing late in the game when, uh, you know, NC State was clinging to a a small lead and then North Carolina uh, really just kind of went away and NC State beats them 77-69. to The NC State team is going to be interesting in the ACC tournament. They're 11 and 6 in conference play and could be a team, you know, with guys like Joyner and, and the way they can play defense and turn you over. They could be an interesting team to maybe look to get to the second weekend of the NCAA basketball tournament based on where they're seated uh, come bracket time. And then the other play I had, and these are both, by the way, I got to give Will Hill credit too. He brought these out uh, last night on the show when I had him on Purdue. Easy cover, easy money, 
12 and a half points uh, they were favored by against the awful Ohio State Buckeyes. And being a Wolverine fan and all the crap I've had to deal with with the Buckeyes for years, I couldn't be happier, but they stink. They are just an awful team. They're probably going to get rid of the coach. They go down to Purdue and EDU at 26-11 in three blocks. I know Purdue lost two in a row. You know, they lost a game to Maryland that that wasn't a good loss uh, after starting, you know, just like game busters. But I will tell you that this Purdue team is primed to maybe finally get the job done for Matt Painter. Yes, I know that they were looking like a great team last year and St. Peter's got them. Yes, I know that a lot of times Matt Painter's had teams that should have gone a round or two or maybe even won the tournament and have failed, you know, way earlier than they should have. This year's team, they're really freaking good. And they could end up being the number one overall seed. Maybe they'll be the number two overall one seed. doesn't really matter. As long as they don't completely stumble towards the end of this regular season and lose some confidence. And I know ED is having trouble with some double teams, but I think that, you know, Painter and the, the team can figure it out. If that doesn't become a problem, they are going to be a team that will have a great chance to do it all. I mean, I still love Houston. Like, there's definitely some value on a team like Miami, as I mentioned, making it to the Final Four. TCU, there's going to be some upsets, as there always are. But as far as the favorites, and you normally see a, you know, a team that wins the title on that one and two line, I mean, I love Kansas, I love uh, Purdue, and I love Houston. And Purdue is right there, and they get the job done uh, you know, easy against this Buckeye team that is fading into oblivion. Also, Memphis, I, I, I gave out Memphis last night as a small play the double-digit points, they end up kind of hanging in against Houston. As I mentioned, Houston has let – Memphis is a, a decent decent team in the American Conference. They came in, you know, a 10-win team in conference and a 20-win team on the season. But Houston has played some bad teams in the American Conference and been favored by tons of points and kept some of these teams – like I remember Temple one time was in a game late. They've had some games where they should not have been close against really inferior competition, and for whatever reason – you know, Houston just doesn't wake up sometimes till later in a game. That kind of happened in a way, you know, on uh, earlier on Sunday. Yes, you know, they were up by 11 at the half, but they really kind of let Memphis back in the game in the second half. They did pull away late, and they won 72-64, but Memphis did cover. And you look at some games that we got going on uh, right now, towards the end of the first half, UNLV and Boise State going on. Boise State by, uh, by 229-27. to That's the one game that we still have. Uh, on the board right now, uh, Washington State. Washington State found a way to hang on and take down the Oregon Ducks. That was a stay away game for me. I mean, Oregon definitely would have been the play that I would have gone with because I just don't trust Washington State as much as I trust Oregon. Oregon's played so much better basketball at times over the last few weeks, but they've also, you know, looked like a team that questions who they are at times. And the uh, Washington State Cougars get the job done. They win sixty eight. To 65, they moved to 13 and 15 on the season, eight and nine in the Pac-12, and it drops Oregon to nine and eight in the Pac-12 and 15 and 13 overall. That was a little bit of a surprise to to me, uh, and I would say it's a terrible, terrible loss because it's on the road. And Washington State was a small favorite, but I think Oregon's a much better team, and I really thought Oregon had a great chance to win that game. And by the way, it was only 38 percent fill filled at the uh, Frio Court at the at Beasley Coliseum. They had 4,000, you know, 400 fans of the game. And they find a way to take down the Oregon Ducks. And looking at, as we talked a little bit with Will Hill a little while ago, about some of the games tomorrow. I mean, it's not a knockdown dragout slate, if you will. But there are some interesting games. Oklahoma State just got completely embarrassed by TCU. TCU dropped 100 on them. They are at West Virginia. West Virginia, a five-point favorite. Remember, OK State had been playing better basketball. They are 7-7 seven and seven in the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia just four and ten. That might be a taste on a on a, on a plus five uh, on a small play with Oklahoma State. You heard Will uh, Hill talk about Louisville. I know there is four and twenty three and two and fourteen in conference, but they've been playing much better. This is not a vintage Duke team. I've already seen the, the spread move a point since we started the show. It was Duke nineteen and a half. Now it's eighteen and a half. The total, by the way, one thirty seven and a half. That might be a nice underdog play. Uh, you know, on Monday night seven o'clock game on ESPN, and then the big game of the night is Kansas TCU. You know, two teams in the top 25, two Big 12 rivals. You got Kansas coming in off that great comeback win uh, over Baylor on Saturday. They were down, you know, double digits at the half and scored 55 points on the Baylor Bears in the second half. You got Kansas, you know, coming in against a TCU team that's looking for their 19th win. TCU a small favorite right now, minus one and a half, minus two based on the sports book. And to me, I know that we'll like TCU. I think I might be going against them. I rarely do that. 
I think TCU is great. I, I gave out the play last night, saying take TCU at 7-1 to one to get to the Final Four. But I think the Kansas, off that comeback, the momentum, I know TCU scored a ton of points against Oklahoma State, but this game is on the road for Kansas. And a lot of times after a big comeback win in your building, you go on the road, it's that us-against-the-world mentality. I mean, this is not. This is a very close game. It's a 52-48% type game. So it's not like I'm saying this is a solid play, like you got to bang a, you know, a huge bet on. But I think the Kansas is the, the way I'm going to be going uh, at 9 p.m. tomorrow night Eastern time. All right, we've got a jam-packed hour number two ahead. We will talk with Justin Perry uh, for Shot Quality Bets, as well as my man James Alberino, a little NBA with him, the spread investor. That's all coming up in hour number two. And we'll get to a little NHL at the top of hour number two. I'm Dan Leach. Follow me on Twitter, Dan Leach DTM. This is Live Bet Sunday. This is Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. time baby and you're just lying there watching on the couch uh-uh that's not gonna cut it you need to get in the game with Bet Rivers Sportsbook there you go now you're live in the action live in game bets live player at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.